You know what time it is and you already know the deal. This is The Real For Real with Kevin, Trevor, and Isaiah. Bringing the realest, most in-depth perspectives on the film industry. So get ready, get set, and let's get into the show. Hey, what's up, y'all? Thanks for tuning in to The Real For Real. It's your boys Kevin, Isaiah, and Trevor. We are back at it again. And today we're going to be talking about the film Asteroid City. Now, look, I know this isn't brand spanking new. It's not a new review from us. We happen to miss this uh, <laughs> release that happened in June 16th of this year. Um, we, we didn't We didn't happen to go see it. You know, we, we missed it. I know Isaiah tried hey, to we catch tried. it at the AMC, we tried. you know what I'm saying? But we really I tried, tried to. I mean, there's just been so many films out, you know, life, you know, I, we just missed it. I, I didn't. I didn't try to. I, I'm yeah, as, 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 as y'all gonna find out. I'm not a. I'm not a Wes Anderson fan. Or well, was it? It's your first one. It's your I first wasn't. one. Yeah, but I've always. Anytime I've seen an advertisement for his movies, I'm always like, I mean, that kind of looks interesting, but it never was anything that I was like, oh, let me pop that on. This this one got a lot of people talking though, and I know a lot of people were excited because it's this this is his full length project from the eccentric creative and visual storyteller, Mr. Wes Anderson. Now you know Wes is known for having a stat cast in his movies. Too many people to name, but I'm gonna name a few. We got Scar Joe, Jason Schwartzman, Maya Hawk, Adrian Brody, Tom Hanks, Ed Norton, Matt Dillon, Brian Cranston. Tilda Swinton, and many more. So if people don't know what this movie's about, let me break it down real quick. The plot follows a junior stargazer convention in this retro-futuristic version of 1955, staged as a play and the creation of a play. Wes Anderson wanted to pay homage to the extraterrestrials and UFOs witnessed in mythology and popular memory. So you would think with this super interesting plot, we would be getting a ton of things going on here. Uh, but let's talk about it. Isaiah, I want to know how was your out of Peacock streaming experience since you didn't get to go see it? Well, all three of us had an out of Peacock streaming well, why experience. Why you have to be petty? Why you to be petty and throw in Peacock? Like I mean, that? we didn't get that IMAX Dolby Digital like we were supposed to because well, I was sitting Wes, here for like the first Wes, 15 minutes like, wow. Wes, we, really we are sorry. Mm, Wes, nah, we are sorry. We nah, really nah, tried. Nah, well, we, we didn't expect it the Trevor way it was tried. intended to be. <laughs> everybody other than Trevor tried. <laughs> We yeah. made Oppenheimer a priority, but we missed out on this masterpiece here. Wow. I fought for it. My homeboy, Errol Holiday, was in the movie. Shout out to him. You know what I'm saying? We did a show together. And which, which character was he, man? Where was he Where was he at in that movie? So there's a scene in there when like, everybody's like, they're doing like a couple of phone calls or whatever. Like, the kids mm-hmm. are doing like, phone calls. And they call over to a group uh, to a house right before it changes yeah. scenes. And the kid who's and, having like, the whole team? Or a guy. Yes. Like if I okay. that, yeah, right before the end. So he's like right in that little scenario there. He's right before the scene changes. And so mm. shout out to him. I, I was proud to see him. When he did a showing. I was trying to go to that showing. I couldn't make it. It's not in my top of Wes Anderson. No, no. So I will no, say no. I watched no. it after work. <laughs> and I also watched it in chunks because I had to watch some bit, had to stop, then had to pick it up again. That probably makes it worse. Now, hold on now. I'm I'm gonna pull the curtain back. Tell the people the real reason why you had to watch it at work and in chunks. Uh oh. <laughs> well, somebody likes to skim the group chat. <laughs> so he thought we were skimming. watching another no, movie. Wasn't nobody skimming Man. the group chat? I had already solidified and seconded <laughs> Kevin's suggestion. I read it. When it would drop, I instantly said yes, okay, to Kevin's suggestion for what the other episode, like the other idea for the episode would be. Then you came behind, Trevor. And was like, well, I think we could also do so. Nice voice. <laughs> I'm just I saying. I don't know I why everybody makes it. me sound like that. <laughs> I mean, I'm y'all wanted to talk sure. about No Hard Fit. I mean, that was another one I, I threw out there, but I mean, y'all got Don't the title of that movie wrong. Y'all were calling it No Strings Attached. I'm like, I'm glad we didn't talk about it. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Who called it No Strings Attached? I don't think Who anybody said that? that one. <laughs> exactly, Kevin. You tripping. We know it ain't 2013 no more. <laughs> like, on we ain't that bad off, brother. <laughs> But no, I, I mean, I'm not saying I had more to say about that film because I really did. I'm just saying that was posted first. I seconded it before the other messages came in. 
I'm just going to get that clear. And here we are, a movie that doesn't even crack what top of Wes Anderson for you? I don't think it cracks, like, cracks his top five. Okay. I don't I mean, that's fair. So. Yeah. Probably, I mean, I don't think so either, honestly. Probably but. top ten as well. But there is, like, there is a little more to the movie than what it may seem. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Okay. So. We'll talk about that. What about you, Trev? How'd you feel about it? You know, um, so like I said, this is my first time watching one of his films. And so this is probably one of the more unique things I've ever seen. Um, Mm -hmm. It did. So since I was just kind of like mesmerized by what was going on and looking at it, like what is like, you know, it's just like what is going on? It did keep my attention. And like I was like I was just in a trance, I guess. And that doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean I loved it or I would watch it again or really enjoyed it, but it's definitely the most unique thing I've seen probably this year. That's fair. That's fair. That's that's, a, that's fair. a really fair assessment of any of his films, to be honest, but especially <laughs> this one. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. they me, always uh, be so, the most so, unique so, and then uh, and then I'll just say this one more thing. So I could see why he has such a um, I don't want to call it a cult following, but like you know, I could see why he has the fans that he has. Yeah, we well, can say like Isaiah said, an old people following. <laughs> I didn't say old people. If you're gonna quote me, quote me right. I said yeah. he makes movies for generally older white people. Oh, okay. I said, yeah, yeah. Put the put the other part oh, in there. I too. censored it, but okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't censor that shit. I, I'm being honest. That man, I don't think he's looking at the real for real podcast and saying them the brothers is going. They're gonna dig this shit. Let me go yeah. put this out for them brothers. Yeah. No, no I, 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 yeah, I agree with you though. I mean, but and, you know, his thing, other films are a little bit more enjoyable. I would say, you know, yeah, and true. can relate to a younger audience. And you would think with kids here in this movie that it would. I don't know. I, I like his coming of age style. You know what I mean? And it's there's yeah. kids casted in this movie, and you wanted more out of them, and I didn't quite get it. But that's we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. I don't know if you per se would relate to this because have you ever felt like you're an outsider, right? There's the kids that say, I think there's a line where they're like, oh, sometimes I feel like I should be in space or something like that. Yes. Basically speaking yes. to how they, and oh, even there, even a uh, better scene when the parents are talking about their kids and they're like, they're just so weird and like so different and yes. all that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's a lot of lines from the kids and I think they're given their story about, you know, in this in this peculiar town they've and then just among each other they've they found out that like okay yes there are other people out here like me that like you know that i can belong with you know even when the kids are playing that strange memory game Mm -hmm. (laughs) for five seconds i was like oh that's (laughs) kind of fun and then when we see like how far they've really gone with it i was like okay all right. Yeah, I was like, I was like, <laughs> yeah. who knows this shit? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> pump, pump, pump y'all know how I like to be yeah. cerebral ass me that likes to think that I'm smarter than a lot of folks. Was like, even I was like, fuck this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, they for, don't win too for, far. For me, I was just even... like, uh-huh. oh, man. I, I mean, it's a vibe, right? I think this is the most extreme of Wes I've ever gotten. Mm-hmm. Seeing his other movies, I rock with the guy. I mean, just. This movie just wasn't my vibe because I like the Grand Budapest Hotel. I like Royal Tenenbaums, Rushmore, Moonrise Kingdom, Bottle Rocket, you know, his first film. I think it's a cult classic. But when we have like scenes of the play, I was literally pressing forward in my head. And like the overall (laughs) framing device is just not for me. Like, and I don't mind movies that have this framing device, like telling a story on top of another story. Like Forrest Gump, Princess Bride, Stand By Me, Notebook, Big Fish. All those movies do it pretty interesting. But like with this play and the black and white sequence, I was just like, how does this relate to asteroids? Like, I'm trying to piece them together. And I, I was kind of having trouble with that. And I was like, mm-hmm. and then towards the end of the movie, when they kept repeating, you can't wake up if you don't fall asleep. You can't wake up if you don't fall asleep. I'm just like, yeah, I'm glad I stayed awake for this, because if I would have watched this at nighttime, I would be asleep. Hmm. So that <laughs> well, I was just you like, can no. wake up. And understand yeah. it better. <laughs> <laughs> but I probably wouldn't I probably wouldn't finish it though. That's the problem. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. But either way, I mean, hey, let's talk about the positives, man. Trev, you start off, man, because I it's your first Wes Anderson, man. What you, what you like about it? Hmm. I definitely would also say, <laughs> let me go ahead and also say I recommend that you watch um Fantastic Mr. Fox as well. Oh yeah, that, that's a dope animated. 
That one yeah. I think is really good by him too. I, I like that. I think I've seen some clips from that one because that's the one uh, George Clooney. That's a top five. For George sure. Clooney five. Uh, voices the fox, right? I, yeah, if I remember right, it's George Clooney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't see Isle of the Dogs, but I was sure said, it was going to probably be good mm-hmm. too. George Clooney. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Fantastic, Mr. Fox is great, and also shout out to Wes being from H Town. George He's Clooney from. gave us that damn Casamigos. Yeah. That's H Town. H Town represent so so we, we like your weird we like <laughs> so for me i would say uh I'd, I'd comment on the style of the film um mm-hmm. i think it was very enticing it it, it made you wanna the style yeah. yes i really enjoyed that it was just I all mean, the that's, colors that's pop, the biggest thing all yeah. the all the uh character all the um, character, not designs, but the clothes that they wore and all that stuff, it, it, mm-hmm. it spoke to everything. Even the design, the style of the alien, and even um, yeah, thought that was cool too. The way yeah. he, the way he shot, like you know, them looking up and seeing the ship come over them, and then it the alien lowering from the ship. You know, I thought all that was pretty cool. And the even, alien looked like that movie Nine. You ever seen Nine? No, but what I was yeah, going to say uh, about the alien's appearance was. I did kind of like, I was, I kind of like, you know, <laughs> pulled at my collar. I was like, Ugh, I don't know how I feel about this. I'm getting Mr. Mm-hmm. Popo vibes. I, was like, I don't know. <laughs> Something about the colors. And I was like, this feels a little racist, but <laughs> <That's true. laughs> I may be That's overreacting. Because I thought similarly too. I was like, well, like Isaiah said, he makes a movie for old white people. So no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was not saying that. Let's go ahead and clarify. I was not saying I think that Wes Anderson is making racist digs at folks. No, no. However, no, no, yeah. in no, this no, case, no. it did borderline some, some caricature. Yeah. <laughs> I will yeah. say that I was a big fan of I was a big fan of the idea of setting the film as a radio drama but we see the visual like mm-hmm. it's a play made for radio. And I thought that was a really, really cool thing. Mm. Um, I know you said you didn't like that, Kevin, but no. in my head, I thought that was really cool. And also watching like the filming style also caters to it as if it was done on a stage versus being actually done in like a, in, in typical movie format. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like when they first showed the city and it's like a mm-hmm. round shot showcasing all the different set pieces. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. To me, that was a really cool thing. A really cool mm. thing. So I, that's well, obviously, obviously the biggest positive is going to be I'm, I'm in relation with Trevor, the look of it, because that this movie is going to stand out as far as cinematography and set design for the year. I think so. So Shout out to Robert Yaman, who shot this film, the cinematographer. I read that he worked hard with making the TV studio look distinct in Asteroid City and all the work they put into it with the different lighting and getting things done right. Um, Obviously, we can tell looking at the film, it's props and a set constructed design. So uh, I saw it was filmed in Chinchon, Madrid. So looking at it, you would have thought it would have been in Arizona but or somewhere like that, but it's not. So I thought that was interesting. And then I like the use of the miniatures and puppetry. So like when you see those roadrunners, yeah. I love how they yeah. have, you know, instead of going a CGI route, you have somebody, you know, using the roadrunners on, on string and green screen in their legs. So um yeah. that looked nice. That that all that stuff was really cool. So that just goes to show you how as a filmmaker, Wes Anderson really does put his time into this stuff instead of, you know, doing those little shortcuts. So like I say, he's just interesting. He yeah. It's a weird thing, but it's very interesting too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um that's how I feel. Also. I think he made some really good choices there. For sure. Uh also the dialogue with Scar Joe and Jason uh, Schwartzman, I liked it at times. I like like specifically when they were rehearsing her lines, where she's talking about like use your grief. Um yeah. but Scar Joe as an actress really works for a movie like this. You know, with her scar sarcasm and, you know, some people may say she's bland or whatever. I think she's a good actress, but, you know, she fits for something yeah, like too. this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I think it, I think it works perfectly. Um, now, some this is a really big cast. So there's a lot of people kind of underutilized in certain ways. But 
overall though I, I like the characters and they're like quirky dialogue and stuff like that i was gonna say i also like the color pad like like palettes that they use for this mm-hmm. uh specifically like the city and stuff like that even mm-hmm. though this is in the middle of nowhere and there's a lot of like bright colors used and a lot of the colors evoke a sense of hope despite the fact that most of the characters don't seem to have that same hope, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Right? Like, like there's a lot of dialogue throughout the movie, like, about old boy losing his wife, and it doesn't feel super cheerful. Um, ScarJo, as the actress, does not seem like the most jovial of people. The kids aren't very jovial. Because they realize mm-hmm. how different they are. But you don't get that vibe based on the setting itself. It's very vibrant. Very, I think they even say in the opening sequence, the sun is not like too shaded, this, that, and the other, but it's always, it's always mm-hmm. very clear. Something along those lines. And I just thought that was a really interesting thing. It gave me vibes to uh, Edward Scissorhands director, Tim Burton. Tim Burton, mm-hmm. yeah. The yeah, way he Tim Burton's color, like color, mm-hmm. plays a big role in how that film operates. Especially Edward Scissorhands. People notice oh, yeah. that or not, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because Edward operates in a black and white, and he's clearly done in black and white. But everybody mm-hmm. else, everywhere else, where everyone else is in color, they've got these ambiguous or or deceptive type of practices that they use. So it kind of gave me a cool, it gave me a vibe to that setup, even though that's not what I think Wes was aiming for. I'm not <laughs> saying he was trying to make it like that movie. It just gave me some vibes to that. That's, that's real. Yeah. I mean, there's probably some influence there. There's I don't know how y'all felt about the comedy in here, but you know, Wes Anderson always has a little bit of, you know, dark comedy, black comedy in his stuff. And I sure. did like <laughs> Tilda when she was like, I never had children. Sometimes I wonder if I wish I should have. <laughs> I was like, that's so dark and, and relatable for a lot of people, I'm sure. <laughs> I was like, that's great right there. I like that. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. On the on the humor, I enjoyed it, uh, especially the three little girls. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Just them being witches and then... Um, just, just, just like, I don't know, like their timing, you know, it doesn't, I don't know how to describe it. Everything, a lot, a, a lot of the dialogue and like everybody's kind of cadences are a little awkward, but like mm-hmm. the, the girls, it doesn't seem like they were super well rehearsed, but it worked. You, you it guys did get, work for you, it. It works for something you get what like I mean? this. Yeah. Because oh, like, yeah. it's just kind of like, like it's very easy to miss because all three of them are saying something completely just out of pocket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. very easy yeah. to miss any of it. But like you know, it's it worked. It was like it that was first, funny. like that first scene at the diner. How yes. are you princesses doing? Which <laughs> what would y'all like to drink? <laughs> we ain't princesses. I, one of them said something about cutting off somebody's head. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then the waitress <laughs> just looks at him, awkward pause, and just like. How about strawberry milk? Yeah. <laughs> and then I yeah. love at the yeah. end whenever they all sit down and you know they're repeating kind of the same order from the beginning. The other thing, yeah. oh, and then I really like their interactions with Tom Hanks. I think that was solid. Now the other things about his character I thought was a little weird was I don't know the fact that I don't know he was just so awkward when it came to like asking acting like he hadn't seen a woman in a long time. You know, I mean, it wasn't mm-hmm. like horn dog weird but you know yeah yeah him, him and scar joe that was funny yeah 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 <clears throat> honestly i honestly i didn't think he had that much to do here honestly but... he didn't but <laughs> i was like okay in a way he's kind of helping augie deal with becoming a spouse or a spouse mm-hmm. a widow a widow yeah yeah uh, i mean you know he's gone through something similar but he's kind of <sighs> you also don't like his ass yeah, but then also he didn't give him a hard time for him starting well, some kind of relationship with yeah. uh, with um, uh, Mitch Campbell. So yeah. because well, you can tell that he necessarily didn't move on, and then yeah. that's why he's kind of just so blunt with it at the end, where he's like, you know, he's laughing with one of the moms, and he's like, "Are you married?" And she's like, "Obviously." 
that's that's the that's the, as the kids would say is that the riz you got like come on man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no I riz. i use that i don't know if i use that properly you know, i think you do Shit. hey well, when you're 30 and up it don't matter <laughs> if not we'll get, if not, the we'll get comments from the from the 18 and under group <laughs> yeah oh my god i can't believe you said riz <laughs> <laughs> yeah i do think overall though the film is uh meticulously crafted from like a visual standpoint to the actual story it's going for and vibe. Like when we have the characters that are trying to take control of their own lives. Um, I would have liked to maybe see more with the characters doing a little bit more with what we had, because like Jason Schwartzman as like the kind of grieving father, that's a, you know, photographer there to do work with, you know, waiting for the best time to tell his kids that their mom is dead and all that stuff. Like, I don't know. I wish I would have had like a little bit more with that, so, but but I but I feel like that's the point of the film. Yeah, that, that's no, what I was going to sure. say. That's what if I was, that, that's if that what makes I was sense, yeah. yeah, like yeah. Asteroid City, from the moment you hear about it, you think that this is going to be a much bigger deal than what it truly turns out to be. And no, then even 100%. when you get the individual characters' backstories and and how they all wind up in this town, the the yeah. main purpose is like, I, I, and this is where I say I think. This is still a good Wes Anderson film in a sense, because he hides this like kind of allure of how I think the real the real takeaway from the film is how we deal with certain incidents as they as how we deal with them as people now in this society. Yes, yes this takes place in r- roughly what nineteen sixties, basically fifties, yeah, fifty five, fifties and sixties. But I'm like, think about it. This is all supposed to be post. World War II mm-hmm. and everybody no matter what it is even when the alien comes down everyone is relatively calm about the situation yeah you think about yeah. like desensitized to the situation yes he can't figure out a time to tell his kids but when he does tell his kids that their wife I mean that his wife has died their mom has been dead for three weeks the yeah. response we get from the kids is not shocked the way you right. would expect it to be. Yeah. You know, it's not emotional. It's so was mom dead for three weeks? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he we'll asked, well, Did you know that already? <laughs> yeah, I think so. One of them asked, like, yeah. is she coming back? Like, like, like but nothing right. seems right. truly nothing fits what's going on. Yeah. If that makes sense. Well, dude, right? it's like that line. It's like when he says, like, I still don't understand the play. And he says, It doesn't matter, just keep doing the yes. right. That's, yes, no, no, no. That's, that's the, the best. There. That's the best line of the movie. <laughs> well, that, uh, I think that is the, the the pinnacle of the movie. The movie revolves around that space. That's well, when he blatantly says it to everybody. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I was going to say, I think at that point, well, one, I really applaud that because, again, before that, when they're still uh, on the TV stage for the play, you know, it's just pure chaos. Everybody's firing off their weapons. Uh, mm-hmm. Augie's son starts making out, or as they say, necking with the the, the girl. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. so yeah, I really, I did love that he that you know he walked out, and you know he's just straight up like I don't even know what's supposed to go on. But I think what even made me enjoy this this way he decided to tell the story was when he goes mm-hmm. outside and he has this dialogue with the actress that was supposedly going to play his wife, and you know the scene mm-hmm. they get gets acted out or gets cut yes. out and then they 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 you know they reenact the scene and i think right there you catch what the point of the movie is supposed to be because yes. augie is very repressed yes augie doesn't yes. know how to or maybe he does know but he augie's just repressed and then so basically no, he, you he, have to i would say he doesn't that's fair i think you're right to say he doesn't yeah and then so you have to you you have to you have to fill these things. So that's why they say you can't. Uh, what what was the expression? Uh, you can't wake up if you don't go to sleep or yes, something yep. like that's that. What, and that's what they can't wake at, up like, if you don't go to sleep. You can't wake up if you don't go to sleep. Yeah. I was like, okay, I Which got is it. True. Yeah, all right, thank you. Those <laughs> things are related to one another, but it's yeah. uh, but, but it's really speaking about emotion too. If yes. you mm-hmm. don't truly feel anything, then there's no you know there's no chance for you to be able to to feel when you need to. You know when it's necessary. Yeah, you know the biggest takeaway I, I yes. took from this. Y'all are all on point, but I was like, with life, we all want answers. Basically, with whether it's art, science, mm. we want to control our lives. But it's kind of like That's about fair. the discovery. It's about the discovery, and some things don't always go as planned. 
but you just got to do the best you can with what you got. Basically, that's what I gathered from this movie. So that's uh, oh, well, okay. That's I like that. Yeah, I didn't. I did not consider that. But yes, I can. I, I hadn't thought about it in that light either. Yeah, that's. But you're 100 percent right. Yeah, this whole time I was all like, Kevin didn't understand the movie. How am I going to call this? <laughs> How am I going to call him out? But no, okay. <laughs> Took something else. Yeah, I mean, from it's, I got you know, you. Em- mm-hmm. embracing the uncertainty and just moving forward in life, basically. Well, no, because that makes sense. Because especially when you look at ScarJo and uh, Schwartz's uh, character, like the <laughs> the different like dialogue and stuff that they have throughout the film definitely feels like what you're talking about in terms of discovery, right? Like they don't, there are times when I'm like, this feels really romantic. There are other times where I'm like, this doesn't feel like anything at all, simply because they won't allow, like Schwarzman can't allow himself to feel you. Mm-hmm. Right? Like he can't allow himself to move on. He couldn't allow himself to give his kids time to grieve. He couldn't do anything because he had just decided to go, I'm going to just shut this piece of me off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love yeah. the, the, the yeah him shutting the piece a piece of him off reminds me of the scene where he's he mentions or where they come to find out that he was planning on abandoning them <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> just temporarily just temporarily yeah like I was like what, what? <laughs> like because in his mind that was all that's all he could do I just need to cut off from everything yeah. including yep. cut off from these kids and that'll just make everything better yeah and that's not yeah. the answer and maybe I don't know maybe it's because I've been in therapy a little bit of time, but I'm like, yeah, that part resonated with me. I'm like, I get that. Wanting to just cut the shit off so it doesn't hurt. It doesn't whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to feel it and you don't have to deal with it. Let it go. Yeah. And so I like, that's just interesting to me. I think it's crazy. Hmm. Like, I was watching it. I was like, dang, I feel you. (laughs) I feel you, Augie. Like, Sometimes you just want to just want to be done, like rid of it instead yep. of going instead of dealing with certain things. And even the first conversation with him and uh, him and, you know, the father in law, like when he gets on the phone, it's the whole you didn't tell him. did you? No, yeah. no, I'm like, ooh, I, I, mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't play out that way. Now, I will give him some credit to the film uh, also to, to give credit. And I guess I'll, this is another positive. The shooting style I just really liked throughout this film. Period. Yeah, like, 100%. just the way he shot cool. it was mm-hmm. just really great. But especially in that scene, whenever he's got them like facing each other, even though they're not next to each other, but there's like standoff happening there. Mm-hmm. And he was smart enough not to put any extra dialogue in it. He let the little silences sit. I thought that was brilliant because, <laughs> truthfully, even though they are in different places, that's exactly what was going on there. You didn't tell them. No, I didn't. No, no, no. Then it pauses and you just see them looking at each other, though they're not looking at each other because they're in two different parts of the country. Yeah. I'm like, that's it. That's that, that's 100% right. Like, I like it. He's just calling, like, I need you to come pick up these kids. <laughs> Simple as that. I need you yeah. to get them off my, you know, get them away from me so that way I can be able to nullify myself even more. Well, I was a little, and maybe I just missed this, but I was confused because I thought he did say for sure take the girls, and that he was gonna keep. He did. He, Woodrow. he, he, he keeping, did. He was keeping Woodrow because of the whatever the event was that was, you know, uh, from the 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 alien event, whatever the events going on in the town were were clearly things that Woodrow was interested. Okay, in. He did, but I, but notice he was keeping Woodrow for a specific purpose. That had nothing to do with the fact that their their mom had died. Mm. Well, it's he did. Still, have, I mean, I mean, Augie did have some good reason. What did he say? I'm sure only one of you has a really good sense of time. he did say that. Because yeah. <laughs> then the girl goes, "15 minutes is like six thousand and twenty." Yeah, <laughs> he's like. My point exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> as I said, there's little funny moments in there, man. Like. That part was hilarious to me because like, yeah, there was another, but you know, the funniest moment to me, I think, is the boy who keeps going around saying, You dare me. And his dad calls him out, like, What's the purpose of you asking, Do you dare me? Or like, and he's like, yeah. Well, I'm afraid no one will notice my existence on earth. And they're like, Steve Carell and leave. They're like, Okay, dare what? <laughs> he's like, Dare me to climb see, over this cactus? No, no, no. But no. see, that's what I mean. But, but that's what I mean. Like, when I say that the overall point of this is like, 
how we, how we, uh, it, 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 oddly enough, the film had some like correlation to Nope in a sense. Oh shit. Maybe y'all didn't feel that, but I was like, as I was watching it, I was like, this is like Nope, but in a different, like a slightly different take on that idea. Uh huh. Please because go on. Spectac- because mm-hmm. I'm like, spectacle and events that occur in our lives. In Nope, it's the exact opposite. Everybody's going crazy and trying to capitalize on the spectacle. Right? Uh-huh. Like in Nope, they're, you know, the, the, the amusement park is doing its best to try and like get people in to come and see the cloud, you know, this cloud that is supposedly got the alien or whatever it is. They are trying to go out of their way to get, uh, you know, the family is trying to go out of their way to get cameras and stuff so they can catch this on t- on film. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody is doing what they can to just capture a spectacle. The, the, the monkey scenario. The guy has a whole shrine to the fact that people died on this freaking set. But he's got, right? Yeah. So Nope takes it from the from the perspective of in today's society, we glamorize and we clamor for spectacle. That's what we do. Yeah. Whether it be right for us to do that or not, that's what we aim for. How do we capitalize? In this film, it shows not necessarily that we capitalize on it, but it tells the truth about it where we are emotionally because we we don't take time to truly mourn these things, to feel what we should feel in that scenario. Huh. Mm, so I don't okay. I don't know if y'all felt that way, but I was like, this is like the 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 coin flip, the other side of the coin to note. If that makes yeah. sense. I was gonna let you explain yourself, but I saw somebody else uh compare this to Nope. So obviously y'all son of a bitch. They that. stole my ideas. God damn. I thought I was genius. That's, I didn't, I, no, I, I didn't look into what they were talking about, but I, I, thought uh, I, was I guess there's some people drawing. No, I say, that's that that's so, that's pretty good. And yeah, like I mean, yeah. whatever you're smoking, man, you need to pack that shit up and sell it because <laughs> Yeah, that's what I say. <laughs> you are opening third eyes and everything. Yeah. Well, that's why I say pull deep, pull deep. You over here well, talking well, about something I, mean, I don't have that much. I'm to thinking say. about adding a bong hit sound every time you go on one of these. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the <little> bubbles. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, but truthfully, like to me, it was kind of like I, I don't know, I don't know how y'all felt about the opening of the film, but I felt the opening of the film really laid things out for me about what I was about to witness, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, Kevin, you said you weren't a fan of that, but when it opens with this is all fictional. This is the story and this, that, and the other. But, and then I think at the very end of it, he says, but the, the, it's like, is a fictional place, fictional people, fictional, blah, blah, blah. But the idea and the story or whatever is essentially real, is essentially what he's saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what instantly told me. I was like, Wes is telling us up front, I'm critiquing how we do things right now. Like, Mm-hmm. Pay attention because yes, the names are changed. Yes, the place is fake, but you're gonna see yourself somewhere in this. Mm. And if you don't mm. see yourself specifically, you will see society in this. That's the way I th- I took the opening, and that's yeah. why I think this is like a good. I thought it was a good play on things, yeah. especially the the idea of using <laughs> of us watching a visual play in theatrical form. Mm-hmm. Because then it makes everything look ridiculously staged and fake. And, and and let's be real, that's part of society now too, right? Like the 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 Mr. Beast and the folks like there who are who are giving out money and this, that, and the other, where it's like a staged setting to give us some type of emotional feel. But it, is it real like should I feel good that Mr. Beast is giving ten thousand dollars to a random kid? When he's really out here just showcasing himself so mm-hmm. you know, you know what I mean? Like, is there really yeah, emotion attached to that? Like, yeah. like, and so all those things kind of layer into it too. And I'm like, I think it's pretty interesting. I thought, I thought that was a interesting take. I'd love to sit down with Wes and see if, if I'm just smoking a hot bowl or not. But, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no. But, but, I but think, no, but those I are think, all good things. Good and I think good that. Points. And I think that speaks to I. Th- I think if you had a conversation with him, I think that he would be pleased, um, because I'm sure the whole uh, he seems to be someone who makes films so that you think, right? 
Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think all of his films are. Yes. And so I think he'd be glad. Maybe, maybe, I don't know if he would say that he was hoping that you'd come to some of the conclusions that you've come to. Yeah. But he'll be happy that you've been thinking. That, yes. that, yep. that, that his movie provoked these I mean, thoughts. he likes his stuff to be ambiguous and, you know, draw yeah. from and it, whatever, however you feel. So. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And, yes. and to be fair, that's why I say he makes them for older white people, to be fair. I'm not saying that to be rude. I'm saying it's like, I think it's his way of laying something out there for people who are at a point in their life where they are looking over things that go on in the world around them. And are able to look and question and, and be able to say to themselves, yeah, maybe some of this stuff doesn't make sense. Maybe some of this isn't right. Or maybe this is the way I see some things. Maybe this isn't the way I see things. But I could open my eyes to seeing it a little different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I think he kind of caters in that niche. To be fair, when I look over his resume, he's got stuff for everybody a little bit. But that's what I was going to say. But, you know, I think a lot of it was. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Moonrise Kingdom is not specifically for older white people. It's a and great like, coming fan- of age movie. Yeah, and Fantastic Mr. Fox is definitely for like younger people in the sense too, as well as uh, I haven't seen Isle of the Dogs, but I judge Bottle, Bottle Rocket is solid too. Kind of kind of a crime story comedy. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But so. I'm like, I mean, and he was behind Sing, which is weird to me. I still. Yeah. Don't. I still am weird, weirded out by the fact that he was behind Sing in any regard, but <laughs> he was the, he had a part yeah. in that. Have you seen Rushmore? Uh, Rushmore, Rushmore. Rushmore's I a pretty solid one. It came out like at 98. That's another solid. I don't think I've seen that one, but it's always been on my list. Prep school. Uh, yeah. Teacher. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that one, but it's on my list of things. Yeah. I mean, every I mean, he makes some fire. I just, you know, I like his unique style. I this one just didn't really speak to me like that. You know, like I got I got it, you know, but I'm like, okay. Well, I think yeah, yeah. Good, you know. <laughs> I think I think it's I think it's too ambiguous and the way he tells the story can be a little bit convoluted and i agree i agree yeah i yeah. think Are we a neg- I'm i assuming think what we now. i don't want to call it a negative but yeah i mean okay the purpose no, no, of, no, I just, no well, I just, no for the purpose of our the way we organize our our show <laughs> yes we can go and i guess we can call this negatives but you know okay this just isn't going to be for everybody and that is fine um, but yes, I think it, I think the the storytelling made it convoluted, and it's very hard to keep it straight and walk away from this. Hard to stay con- engaged? No, no, not. Well, I was engaged the whole time, but I was okay. I was confu- not confused, only because I hate to admit that I was confused. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I, no, I, I just, I found, I found it. I think what he was trying to get at was it's very easy to get lost in the sauce with this one yeah well matt Dillon has something and this is my thing like just because you say it doesn't mean like okay whatever i mean i know isaiah you give credit for but matt Dillon said what does he say everything's connected but nothing works to me that's not an excuse to tell this story but i mean y'all will say yes you give her credit for that because they say it in a movie but for me i'm like mm, no not really that, but, that, no i i hear where you're going with it like but you know, but that's uh, me though. That's just my opinion, you know. So I'm sure it's a lot of other people's no, opinion. Well, that's true. I think it's a fair assessment. We've all talked about Lupe before. Lupe Fiasco. That's exactly Lupe. who I was, bro. I, he yeah. dropping some fire, but I don't know what are you talking about. Up in exactly. There? I'm like, I'm like, at the end of the day, Lupe, what is your main goal? To prove that yeah. you were super smart and smarter than everybody who listens to you, or is your goal for people to understand your point? But that's the like thing. That's this always- is this is the most Wes Anderson film you'll find, right? Like this is if you go through his filmography, you you'll always notice similar style with his films. But this is him doing like, yeah, I'm about to fuck with y'all for real, like right, and being and, and him. What- and and I think that's where I'm kind of like, like where people have a problem with Ari Aster with his latest film with Joaquin Phoenix. Like, okay, yeah. Ari Aster, now you're just fucking with us. Like, why are you doing this? That's how I kind of felt about this. 
even so though I, I still get it, but I'm like, not, no, no, not like that. But I'm kind of like, uh, all right, whatever, you know. But yeah. I don't like that kind of storytelling, anyways. Like that framing device I told you about. That's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. not. I like it for stuff like Forrest Gump and things like that. But I don't like it for this with stage play. That, no, yeah. not not this yeah, way. No, that's, no. Yeah. that's not my cup of tea. See, see, with me, dang, I feel like I'm losing my point. But with me, I, I, I think I would say that in his case, like I was comparing to Lupe, in this case, this is the more Lupe-esque album <laughs> or, or movie for him, where sometimes Lupe gets in this situation where you're listening to an album of his, and all of us can say that it's good. Correction. All of us with... For the audience he intends it for, they can say it's good. But then Lupe likes to go and complain that nobody wants to give him his credit for how awesome his stuff is. And I'm like, well, at the end of the day, brother, you can put out some really clever shit. Really clever shit. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if nobody's able to digest and grab your point, did it matter? Right. Right? And so that's the thing I felt about this specific Wes Anderson movie. In watching Asteroid City, I'm like, like, even to my point, when when I brought up what I brought up about the film and its connection to Nope and this, that, and the other, the both of y'all were like, when I first brought it up, you said, well, go ahead, keep talking. Keep explaining whatever your thought is, which not saying that y'all didn't grab it. What I'm saying is it warranted more explanation. And if you're doing that as an artist and you're putting stuff out that people can't grab your point, is this really as good as it as we're giving it credit for it? I'm looking online right now. People are saying I don't get it, but I like what I'm looking at. I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at people say stuff right now. Yeah, I mean that's that. that. (laughs) And don't get me wrong, right now, man. I mean, you know, and that's another thing. Wes Anderson is people. Hey, I love Wes Anderson. I don't know what I'm looking at, but hey, I'm just gonna roll with it. It's Wes Anderson. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, whatever. That's fine. <laughs> it's not my thing, but that's fine. And y'all know me. I can be a little nose up in the air type, type of snooty about those type of things. Yeah. But even I'm like, I don't do that stuff to be rude. My thought is, once I know that I'm speaking above your head. How do I make sure that we can all understand the same thing? I think right? the best headline, if I if I were to put out an article right now, my headline would be style over substance. That's what this movie is. Uh, would you uh, agree? I think a lot of people would agree, no. but well, y'all, y'all wouldn't agree. Y'all I wouldn't say, agree. I didn't think so. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, then, I don't know, truthfully. I'm in, the, I'm in between. And, and then I'll just say... This is all style for me. It's just a vibe. That's all it was. I don't, think you're, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, that's I, a, I, mean I get it. Right. I know what y'all heard me say, what I think, what I gather yeah. from it. But either way, it's yeah. just a vibe. <laughs> it's just, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's it. Nah, yeah. no, because no, because Top Gun is a vibe. That's not a good movie. Top Gun <laughs> eight, in the 80s oh, is just well, a shit. vibe. Are, that's, that's two completely different things. But yeah, that's, yeah. But, but this, yeah, you're but right. No, but that the, one there is, is substance. That one is a solid vibe. This, yeah. this, yeah, Top Gun is just a fucking vibe. That's all that was. Yeah, uh, this is cool but shit. This, I feel cool watching it. But this, this is, I mean, I think there's substance there. Like I said, with Augie's story, it's about learning that you need to feel and, 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 and. Does this have more substance than everything everywhere all at once? Everything everywhere all at once had substance too. Uh, It just didn't. It had a a lot of. Yeah, it had a lot of it. I I just. I think I just, it just got lost. Trey wasn't feeling that with him. He's like, "Boy, y'all, well, y'all know like, me. Y'all I don't mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, existential well, it, stuff. It's just all like, because yeah, at and the it end, was of, doing a lot. What's not satisfying? Yeah, it's doing a lot. And what's not satisfying for me is that we're not going to come to a concrete answer on what I think that the right. filmmaker was trying to come, uh, t- trying to. Which, to be yeah, fair, we don't have a concrete answer here either. Really, no, we, well, we don't. But I think we yeah. don't but i do think that you look at augie's story it's about learning how to feel your emotions right you look at yeah. the son's yes. story woodrow's he and and it's about finding a place that he actually feels like he belongs yeah why well, he belongs okay i have a question for y'all there's an ensemble cast here uh-huh. who were the top two actors in this movie oh, performance wise 
That's <laughs> no, uh, that that's easy. Scarlett Johansson, and then that's what I was gonna say. Scarlett Joe. Scarlett Joe does good work, really good work. I actually, I'm fuck it. But, uh, I, our two leads, yeah, Schwartzman. I really like Schwartzman stuff too. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I, they yeah, both. I, I think that them too. those two have the most to and work the with time as well. They yeah. have to live. They have to lift the film. They really do. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Margot Robbie's scene is very important as well. And then so at the end, especially, yeah, especially when she's having that discussion with them. And then like, you know, um, we go to actual like a close up on her. And as she's like, you know, you know, putting the putting the period at the end of the statement. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think. She just did really well with that. She always See, I, does well, even for like five minutes. She always crushes I also it. Thought, I, swear. I also thought Maya Hulk was doing really good as the teacher. She, she, did, she did good. It's not anything outstanding. Like it's not yes, gonna she doesn't have get you much, an award, you know? And that's the so. sad thing. Like she doesn't have much to, to toy with. I will say but I will I thought she I will, did well. With but that's how I felt about Tom Hanks. He didn't have much to do here, and I wanted more out of him because I liked the whole Father in law, same with Steve Carell. So, like, I thought he, Steve Carell, man, I wanted good, to see more of him, man. But yeah, he just didn't have very many. That would be I, I, humor I, right I, I, there, too. I, I didn't need, I didn't need to see more of Carell, but oh, I think, really? like, for, for what I, like his, just his character, character was I didn't, in this movie, yeah, yeah, I just didn't, didn't really think, I, yeah, I just didn't think it was needed. I mean, yeah, I definitely like, thought that Carell was being paid too much money for, for who he is. Like to play that role, you know what I mean? Like I was like, damn, for who he is, like the office ain't shit. Well, no, 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 no. Not saying for who Carell is, who his character for who is. Oh, his character is. I got you. Yeah. Um, yeah, my bad. That was just missaid. But I'm like, <laughs> why would you spend that bill when you don't need to spend that bill? You know what well, I'm saying? Like I'm like, well, I think like I think kind of. I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, nor would I know where to go find the numbers. But I think I saw in somebody's interview that. For like this movie, everybody kind of knows that this ain't the you know this ain't gonna be your Avengers paycheck, you know. So I think yeah. everybody's oh, kind of yeah. everybody's kind of I mean, doing this. Movie this. Had a twenty five million dollar budget. Yeah, I, I think, think everybody's here just because they, they like want to be here. Yeah. And then they yeah. apparently he has a really fun. It's like a really cool filming environment that they have. Everybody yeah, yeah. like you know hangs out together. Everybody hangs out on set together. Yeah. Uh, everybody has okay. dinner together. Like so, I don't think. I don't think anybody was necessarily making big bucks off of this, you know. Because I really, I really like Jeffrey Wright, but I kept thinking to myself, y'all could have had somebody else instead of Jeffrey in that in that spot. Like, like well, I am a you know, Jeffrey I, Wright. I like, fan. I like Jeffrey well, I mean, for his character, though. For him, I'm always there. a Jeffrey Wright fan. Anytime they put him on the screen, I'm like, do it. Yeah, I mean, I get, yeah. what, I get what you're getting at, Isaiah, but I don't think, I don't think anybody's salaries is really the issue. I think everybody just yeah. did it because they wanted yeah. to. And, and it's like when people and signed even on if to they go to told them, they yeah, just yeah. wanted to be there. And if, even if they told them, like, oh, we're only going to pay you ten bucks a day, you know, most of the folks that are in here are like, yeah, I can afford that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't got no work right now. I'm gonna go ahead and do it. I can, I can pay <laughs> the my studio own way said to I had to be here, so <laughs> no, <I'm> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the, yeah, I don't know. But what so, do y'all think that the film, like, do you feel like it revolved around the Stargazers enough? Yes, I think so, because I think it does. I think we do get the point that we need to get from them. So, yes, I think. Okay. It was I guess yeah. I just like the kid dynamic more than the, I guess, the adults on screen. Minus, obviously, Scar Joe and another dude. But well, cause the, I again, wanted the kids to be. Again, for the kids, I, the, the, the adult scenes were there only to show that the kids are even by the people who supposedly love them. <laughs> yeah. Don't fit in. Yeah. And that's, I, I think yeah. that brings that all together. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just just for the just for the overall plot. And in story, fact, though, even that's like why whenever with um, uh, Tilda Swinton's character, uh, Doctor Hicken Hickenlooper, Tilda whenever she, be killed. Yeah, but whenever she approaches Woodrow and tells him, like at the end, like you know, for the rest of your life, you're gonna have all the resources that are available in my lab, and like you know, mm-hmm. like basically telling. I think she saw herself in him and was all like, you know, all these other yes. things. Like this is a place that you're going to be able to belong, and then this is going to be your yes. purpose and all that. Yeah, um, solid. Yeah. So, what I wanted to ask y'all about is how y'all feel about the my favorite scene is the one where, and then this is where things get weird on what exactly is happening. 
where the same actor who plays Woodrow, but he's being the understudy on the train when he's talking to Scarlett Johansson's character. I'm not quite sure who she is in that scene. So what I guess what I liked about that scene is that it starts off funny, right? You know, he sent somebody there with two cards based on how their reaction is. And then he's all like, I have a third personal card. And then she's like, read it. And he was like, mm, he told me not yes, to read it. I yes, just need to yes, hand this yes. to you. And yes, then so absolutely. he decides yeah, to read yeah. it. And of course, it's just all like, it was a very, just a very personal. Uh, yeah. You got a lot of history between those two characters. And I don't even know who the hell they are. <laughs> yeah. But I no, felt uh, it, yeah. you know, so no, I thought I, that was I a very effective that. scene. Just I because, you know. <laughs> I could see that. I mean, it's yeah, and it was kind of funny. So it was that that last card yeah. was funny too. He was like, yeah, even though yeah. I, he's like, I apologize for calling you a bitch and throwing your glasses out the window. <laughs> yeah, like, no, I could, I could see that being. But a, he's like, a, but a you're the most talented, sure. uh, intelligent uh, actress that I've worked with. You're like a sister to me, except yeah. for the first time we when we met, but we've never <laughs> talked about that since then. And I was like, oh yeah, but you, we got so much history in that 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 one minute, and I, I even agree, her reaction. Honestly. <laughs> I agree. Now that you mentioned it, I didn't. I didn't even really look at it that way, but because I kind of laughed, yeah, it was kind of funny. But I didn't. For some yeah, reason good. that didn't stand out to me. Yeah, for some no, reason it didn't stand out to me the same way it did for you. But what you just said, mate, it's guaranteed a second watch now. So, um, so I can go look at it a different way. Guaranteed a second watch? Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, maybe a couple of years like, from now. <laughs> no. Maybe maybe it stands out it to me. The maybe that scene stands out to me because I've had my moments where I've like, have I given an apology like that? <laughs> <laughs> have I had to walk it back like that before? Had him on my bed, my man. Yeah, because like, like I could see, like like he said, like you know, if she's reacting this way, you can do this. You can do this response. If she's reacting this way, you can do this response. Now, if she's doing this, that means I really fucked up and I need to do heartfelt, like straight up, yeah. you know. Yeah. So maybe that resonated with me too much. Listeners, <laughs> I promise I'm not toxic. I know sometimes I say things on here and not make y'all He just petty. Toxic. He actually took over my petty card, man. <laughs> got me beat 100%. <laughs> I'm just well, a human being trying to do my best in this world, man. I feel that. I feel that. Well, I'm, I'm glad. I think Trev. I think Trev liked this movie, man. I think Trev yeah. tried to downplay it, man. I think he was really feeling this, which is good. I mean, I mean, I like first it, but... Wes Anderson movie. I mean, well, I, I mean, I did like it, and I, like I told you, Kevin, um, after yeah. I watched this movie, I was all like, "Well, shit." Let me. I was like, I think I want to go check out the rest of Wes's films, and then let me go ahead and watch these short films that are on Netflix. Now, of course, I can't start anything after ten thirty. Because I'm just going to fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, because Western movies are slow. They're not like... It's a <laughs> short film. It's like 20 well, minutes, yeah. ain't it? Well, it's not even <laughs> that. I could be watching I could be watching The Last Action Hero, and I'm still going to fall asleep. I'm just yeah. I'm just an old man at this point. Yeah, if you cut well, it on at a certain I, time and recline yeah, No back, matter what it is, way. I'm going to sleep. Well, that's fair. I'm, I'm giving you age, but I'm also saying, like, West don't make <laughs> movies that are, like, moving, moving, like, pacing-wise. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like... That doesn't help you to start that one after ten, <laughs> a West film after ten, because that's just asking for. I think I think Trevor's really gonna love the Grand Budapest Hotel, though. Really, you, you're, like you're really movie. gonna like it. I mean, that's like to me, that's like his. Yes, you did it. Like, and you know what the sad thing about with my history, um, I remember talking shit about the Grand Budapest Hotel and like to friends, I'm like, oh, there you go, what you white people going just being white. <laughs> so as much shit as I talked about it, I'm probably gonna love it. If anybody yeah, knows that's what me, I'm saying. shout out to William Defoe, man. I talked so <laughs> much. I talked so much shit about iPhones and all that, but you know, I switched to an iPhone two years <laughs> he ago. He switched over. Yes, I sir. Fucking love it. So mm-hmm. he was tired of getting that green screen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. I'm sure. I, I'm sure I am gonna love it. Wes, you got a new person on the fan train, so. Yeah, he, he he does a great job. Like until yeah, he has he to go really back does. to 1998 and watch his movies. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, that may be Trevor Strong's Oh, 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 me. Okay, I thought y'all said him. He has to go back. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you going back to 1998? 98. Mm, right. Oh, yeah. 98 fine. I already sold y'all. It's before the. It's before the. <laughs> if I got to go to 79 and 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 older, then I'm on the struggle bus. <laughs> Well, shoot, man. I, I, y'all don't have, have any, any other negatives, do you? I'm about to say, do we have too many negatives? Like, 
I think I had. I mean, that was pretty. I mean, I think we spent some time on that bad boy. I knew we were going to reach an hour on here. I knew it. I knew it, man. I knew there was a lot to talk about on this. I mean, well, uh, well, like I said, Isaiah it's, did. It's Isaiah wishes. did hit the bong on us. So. Because <laughs> even both, the, we had to let Isaiah talk just because I was like, "Where the hell is he going?" Hey, I want to whoever it is who wrote that article about no, y'all need to holler at me, man. Because I feel like that was all <laughs> give me my credit. original. Yeah, that was all original information that came from me. So if you stumbled across me, uh, across me somewhere spouting my knowledge, I need you. To, I need you to come forth. Oh, nah, Isaiah, kidding, were you excited was, when you saw uh, Willem Dafoe? Of course. Willem Dafoe is like, y'all know how I feel. I, I, y'all know I got that list of like actors that I think that people just overlook. Much better in Grand Budapest Hotel, though. Telling you. They always hit it. Like, <laughs> we get it. You. Kevin, we get it. Telling you. Telling this you. This one's at the bottom man. of the barrel for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be, I mean, I'll be honest. Though. Willem Dafoe is one of those people that like I think gets overlooked at how good he is because he's never like the main guy. But he The goes Lighthouse right is still his best it. film. That's his best he performance. Goes up, he's up there with John Goodman in my book. Like John Goodman's another one of those that just doesn't miss. And if Kevin. you really think about it, I'm not lying about that. Like the man doesn't miss everything. Even if he's in the movie for two minutes. Flight, I, just, I just watched him and bringing out the dead, man. He was cold in that too. I mean? Like he's yeah. just yeah. cold. Flight is one of those that always cracks me up because I'm like, he's in there total of maybe seven minutes screen time. Dude. Seven minutes. And he can play the strangest roles, man. Crazy. You know what I'm saying? And he just knocks it out. And Willem Dafoe, I think, is like that too. Like, yeah. Willem is just, when you put him in your film, you're guaranteeing yourself, like, and he may not have the accolades to show up, but when I saw him, I was like, yeah. Well, you know what, Isaiah, that makes me think, because I know, Kevin, I think you've recently done on TikTok uh, your underrated actress list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bro, I did a, no, not an underrated actress list. Oh, okay, not underrated. Well, that's <laughs> was, leading to my homework. List. This, yeah. this, is my, this is leading my homework for Isaiah. I think the people on TikTok want to see an underrated actress list from you. Oh, oh, okay. Underrated. So we're, yeah, yeah. We're gonna assign that to Isaiah. Hey, hey, Kev. Hey, that Kev, will probably be released in, <laughs> in summer twenty twenty five. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and put it in twenty twenty six. It was safe. <laughs> he go be texting Kev. I got the drafts. <laughs> Kev, Kev, you hear out a nigga who who don't want to get on TikTok himself? <laughs> go try and assign me a process. Hey, y'all. That, y'all know what that means. That if Isaiah's <laughs> dropping in bombs, that means we've been on here for way too long. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get these scores and get off. Hey, this. I do want to. I do want to ask y'all though. For William Defoe, Isaiah, did you ever see the Last Temptation of Christ? Have you seen that one? Oh, I don't know if I. I don't know if I've seen. I know I've gotta, heard gotta the title, but I, I don't think it. I've seen that. Gotta watch it. No, no, no. I know because that's Scorsese. I think you only got no good fellas. <laughs> you still gotta watch casino. You gotta work your way to that, brother. <laughs> oh damn! He ain't, you ain't have to do. You ain't have to do trip like that. <laughs> no, I, well, I think that's yeah. on the list of things to see. But I don't think crazy good performance that. though. It's like it's like imagine Jesus if he was actually able to sin. It's it was controversial. It was banned. It was all kind of controversy. It was a Scorsese film, but he plays Jesus in it. And it's good. Yeah. Watch Shadow of the Vampire by William Defoe. Because that's where they, they're, uh, they're doing the filmmaking of Nesferatu, that vampire. But it actually mm-hmm. turns out that the person that they casted actually is Nes- Nosferatu. He ends up killing people. It's legit, dude. Watch, oh, that's, yeah, watch that's, that. That's a funny yeah. premise. What's the name of that one? That is, yeah, Shadow was... of the Vampire. Yeah. Okay. I'm about to say, is now, that, is that Scorsese? It sounds like a no, no, that's not Scorsese. That's, oh, okay. Uh, well, I can watch it then. <laughs> Oh, or, let's call man. that a game. Let's call that a game. Man. Yeah, if y'all follow us on TikTok, make sure you tune in to Scorsese series. <laughs> y'all know man. we try to we try to get on that. Yeah, yeah. So scores. Uh, I'm gonna give it a six. Six out of ten. Okay, Isaiah. Yeah. Eight point three. <laughs> oh, okay. You're still gonna use the decimal point. In anyway. eight. All in right. eight. You <laughs> <laughs> just talking about the decimal point. They gonna use it. 8.3. I said no. I couldn't move the decimal Not point. I didn't mean I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> it didn't mean I wasn't going to say it. I just said I can't move it. It'll make it 83. So initially coming in for me, I was going to actually give this a 6 out of 10. But after discussing with you all and really thinking about how I felt about this and my reaction to it, 
yes, I may not know exactly and can concretely say what I thought Wes was getting at, but I guess I have to give it an eight out of ten. I guess I really did like this film. I really did. I can tell you did. Yeah. I can tell you did. Yeah, man. Yeah. And it just because fan. I mean, just yeah, because so you're not going to rewatch something a whole bunch of times doesn't mean you didn't like it, you know? Yeah, well, you know, no, no, no. well I've never said that. Some things but... are one. Some things are a one-time watch. Yeah, only because only because it and, and only because I just don't have time to rewatch certain. Like, there's just so much that I want to see and do. I just don't have time exactly. to rewatch stuff. Let's get back to the man, Wes Anderson, Asteroid City. We appreciate y'all checking us out on that. Please, please, please let us know how you felt about the movie. Let us know if some of the points we made were pretty good and you agreed with them or if you want more info. Let us know if we completely are off base about some of the points we made about the film. But you can reach out to us on our social media accounts on Instagram as well as TikTok. We are there for you to reach out and look for the real for real there. Um, But until next time, man, we appreciate you all. Tell a friend about us. Make sure you're listening uh, some more and keep on keep in contact with us. We'll holler at y'all next time. Peace. Tell a friend about us. Later. Peace. <laughs> this has been the Real for Real podcast with Kevin, Trevor, and Isaiah. Thanks for tuning in. Keep up with the conversation by following us on our social media. On Instagram, you can find us at the real underscore for real, and on TikTok, you can find us at the Real for Real podcast. Be safe. Be blessed, and we'll catch you next time.